We've got a Tuesday Major League Baseball free betting pick for you here from Picks and Parlays. We've got the divisional matchup, Atlanta Braves at the New York Mets on Tuesday night after facing a doubleheader yesterday. Of course, DeGrom got a nice win yesterday in the early matchup. We're taping, as, as we're taping this, the second game is uh, started, but uh, hasn't gotten underway as far as scoring yet. So we see the Braves, uh, a team that's kind of struggled this year. I mean, I think a lot of people thought this Braves team would be above 500 at this point. They're already three games below 500, and they're facing a Mets team that's seven games above 500 and a starting pitching edge, uh, maybe even slight. Uh, we see Marcus Stroman going for the New York Mets. Uh, against uh, the Atlanta Braves turn to Charlie Morton, uh, the ageless wonder there. So we do see New York Mets uh, favored anywhere from minus 110 to 115. So make sure you shop that around. New York Mets, we're going to call it minus 111. And a total set at seven and a half. And we've got your experts here from Picks and Parlays. Earl Sports Bets, one of the best in the business. Not only do we have Major League Baseball, we have NBA and NHL. So make sure you check out all their best plays every day. But what do you think about this Mets and Braves team? I, I really felt like the Mets team, would be about where they're at, but I think the Braves, more people thought of the Braves as they were going to be the team to beat maybe in that division. Has not happened. Uh, what do you think about this matchup here for Tuesday? Yeah, if anything, I, I figured that the Braves would be three, four games up in the division by now and starting to climb, and uh, that has not been the case. They're four games under 500. they They've struggled offensively. Their pitching staff has really not been all there, and the fact that the Mets are in first place right now with essentially a triple-A team the last month and a half. Uh, they are starting to get healthy. Jeff McNeil came back today, swung at the first pitch that he saw, so got a hit there. So looks good for him. Mets should continue to get healthy, and I think that division lead will only build from here on out. Going after tomorrow, yeah, I'm going after the Mets. Uh, Stroman has been pitching really well. Uh, in his last three starts, he is 2-1 and one with a 4 ERA in 21 innings pitched. Quite solid. On the other side, uh, Morton. He's also two and one his last three starts, except for he's allowed eight earned runs in 16 innings. So not as good there. I think that the pitching advantage definitely goes to Stroman. Uh, the Mets have been hitting a little bit better as of late. They were able to get four runs across today in a seven inning game. So good there. But uh, I I'm favoring the Mets in this one. Yeah, the one thing you have to worry about, at least for me as a handicapper, is uh, when you when you see a line, and, and I always do, I always try to pick what I think the line will be. I thought the Mets would be favored in the 120s, maybe even low 130s here, because I do think Stroman has a, a bigger pitching uh, edge than what even what the, the numbers look like. And then, you know, the, the Mets have been money at home, and that's even after that slow start they had. They're 20-7, and seven, um, like I said, heading into the night game in that double header. So I, I, to me, it's, it's a little confusing on the, on the odds. So that would be the one worry here. Uh, but what do you think about the, the total in this one? It opened at seven, bet up to seven and a half already. This Mets team has been an under team. Three of the last 10 games, only three of the last 10 games have gone over. So what do you think about the total? If you have an opinion on that? I probably lean more towards the under in this game. Uh, Braves haven't been hitting as well. Mets, I feel like Stroman can really shut down the Braves. Morton has been pitching a little bit better as of late compared to the beginning of the season, which he was horrible. I think he had like a over eight ERA at one point. Now he's down to a four. So he has been pitching a little bit better. Uh, and the Mets don't really, they, they haven't really hit that well against the Braves in recent past. I, as a Mets fan, I always see the Mets getting destroyed by the Braves, but uh, I think it changes. Uh, I do I do think this game goes under, but my better bet will be towards the Mets in this one. Well, there you have it. Mets is what the Earl Sports Bet Syndicate of, of the Twins say. We've got a heck of a matchup. Game five, important game five in the Western Conference Finals. Here we see Montreal and Vegas squaring off in Vegas. 
with Vegas a huge favorite. This game's going to be at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, like I said, in Vegas. Vegas favored by minus 235 and a total of five games. Uh, it's split two games apiece in all-important game five. And, of course, we've got Earl Sports with us today to talk the NHL and to give you your free pick uh, betting advice. What do you think of this matchup? I mean, this matchup just seems crazy since we've seen all these close games that you see Vegas this big of a favorite. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way I'm coming anywhere close to laying minus 235 on the Vegas Golden Knights in this game. I, I'm on the uh, Montreal Canadiens here, plus 210. I think it's an absolute absurd price. This has been a much closer series than people thought it would be. I've already cashed the over five and a half total games in this series, so I expected this to go longer. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Habs win this series straight up. Uh, I think that this is a much closer matchup than people think it is. Yes, I understand it's going back into Vegas, but uh, this Montreal team, they are built for the playoffs. So this is a, a matchup where I'm going to take the huge plus 210 here. I think that this price this price is really wrong. Vegas should probably be around a minus 150, minus 170 in this matchup. Getting plus 210 on Montreal is an absolute joke in my mind. So I'm taking the big dog here, Montreal, plus 210 in this matchup. Yeah, of course, everybody knows game five is, you know, when it's 2-2 is always the, you know, the team that wins that game usually wins the series. Uh, but when you, as far as a better, it's different because you could actually take the plus one and a half here, which we've seen a lot of one uh, one goal um, leads and, and some overtime games in this playoffs. I mean, and you win on no matter what. If So to me, I think I would be more likely to take the plus one and a half with Montreal and we get them in that minus 140 to minus 150 range. Seems like there's a lot more value when it comes to that. Absolutely. I can definitely see talking. Uh, I can definitely see people talking me into the plus one and a half. Uh, during the regular seasons, I never touch those lines just because there's no point in touching those lines. But when we're seeing playoff time and we are seeing more overtime games so maybe that regulation draw comes into play that's usually a plus 300 or higher so that can also be in play but if you get to that overtime that plus one and a half does cash regardless if the canadians uh are able to win in overtime or not because you got that plus one and a half so yeah i could definitely see me potentially playing that tomorrow minus 145 Generally, I don't like taking big dogs and turning them to favorites, or this is actually a moderate favorite all, uh, price now with that minus 140. Yep. But that's definitely something I can look into, especially with a total of five, expecting not many goals in this game. So I can definitely see plus one and a half at potential play as well. Well, sometimes what I do, and I do it more with baseball, is like you said, if you have a really big favorite that you or uh, underdog that you think can win, I'll play them for, you know, I'll split it up and do a half wager. That way, if they win by one, I cash the uh, the run line or the puck line in this case. And then, if, of course, if they win outright, you win both bets. So, But there you have it. We've got the, uh, a big underdog here. We're going to go for the swing for the fences with Earl Sports Bets. Of course, you can get all their betting advice, uh, not only uh, NHL, but Major League Baseball and NBA. Check them out. One of our hottest handicappers the last few months. Check them out over at Picks and Parlays. Just a reminder, don't forget to use our promo code, podcast. It'll save you 20% off of all packages or subscriptions. One-sided matchup on paper. You see the Houston Astros at the Baltimore Orioles game two of this uh, series. And you go with uh, Houston's, I wouldn't say ace, but uh, veteran, let's just say that. Uh, Zach Greinke on the mound uh, facing a struggling Jorge Lopez of the Baltimore Orioles. And struggling is probably an understatement when it comes to Baltimore. Just one and nine, their last 10 games, of course, we're filming this. While we're filming this, the game isn't over. Uh, it's early in the game on Monday night. But uh, one and nine headed into Monday night. 
and they're facing a Houston team that is on fire, eight and two, their last 10 games. They've been pitching well. They've been hitting well. Um, so this is a mismatch on paper. Uh, I've got one of our picks and parlays experts, Kurt, in to talk about this game. And Kurt, obviously, you, you have to think Houston's going to win this game. But as a, as a handicapper, we can't bet this game at that minus 190 price. So how do you uh, gain an uh, uh, edge as far as um, against the bookmakers here? Do you go to the total? Do you lay the run line? Uh, you go to first five? What do you do here? All right, uh, and I agree with you too, Craig. 190 is just a lot for, I mean, the Astros are playing amazing. Uh, they're on the road, they're at Baltimore. And, you know, this is one of those games where you kind of pencil in uh, a W for the Houston Astros. And when you're talking about where's the value, uh, laying the one and a half is only going to get you minus $1.30. So you're not even going to get a lot of value there. And it's probably for good reason because the Astros do lead the majors in run differential uh, right now. They're at plus 114 uh, as of today or, you know, as of Monday. Yeah, so so that's bad for the Baltimore Orioles and the Baltimore Oriole betters. You're also looking at the pitcher on the mine uh, on the mound for Baltimore, Lopez. Yeah, he's been getting touched the 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 last three games. Uh, he hasn't made it out of the fifth inning. And you were looking at three earned, five earned, five earned. You know, four point one uh, innings the last time he uh, pitched against Cleveland. Uh, he gave up five there. So you expect Houston to uh, put up a lot of hits, put up a lot of runs early on Lopez and actually maybe chase him and get into that Baltimore bullpen and pretty much do the same thing. When you look at this total, uh, I see the value in the over the 10 and a half. I don't like the hook. You know, I wish I could have get the number at 10. Uh, we'll see what, what happens uh, tomorrow. Um, maybe it opens up at 10 because right now they're pushing under a dollar 20. But yeah, I would definitely look for the over because the Astros have just put, been putting up a ton of runs. And even in Granke's last couple games that he's pitched, uh, these games have both gone over this total of 10 and a half. We had an 8-4 game and a 12-8 game against the Texas Rangers. And like I said, when you look on the other side with uh, Lopez, yeah, another high scoring, you know, uh, pitcher giving up a lot of runs. So I would definitely look at the over in this game, the, the 10 and a half. Maybe even try to get some value with the over first five innings because you should be able to get it maybe five or six runs and I think Houston will be able to put that up on uh, Mr. Lopez yeah both of these teams have been leaning towards the under uh, uh like I said headed into Monday night seven of the last 10 Astro games have gone over six of the last 10 Baltimore games have gone over with a push in there um so we've seen both of these teams put up some big numbers and like you said Zach Greinke is one of those guys that he's feast or famine a little bit but the one thing is yeah. he usually doesn't go super deep usually five or six innings if they have a big lead too then you might uh, see a longer relief opportunity for somebody where yeah even if they give up a run or two they're not pulling them out because they're trying to save the bullpen so um i see where you're yeah. coming from on the over much better value than taking that huge number on the houston astros and i think it'll even go up especially if houston wins on monday i could see this um, you know, in the morning, probably in the 200s. So take the right. over, says Kurt. We see this Los Angeles Clippers team uh, kind of surprising everybody that they win two games in the Western Conference against the number one seed to get to this point without Kawhi Leonard. Uh, now we see them in game two without Kawhi Leonard. Uh, they, they're facing the Suns team without Chris Paul. And Suns looking to take a 2-0 lead here. Pretty big favorite here considering... I was kind of surprised this number is, is as high as it is. Phoenix favored by six in this one in a total of 224 and uh, looking, like I said, to take that 2-0 series lead. We've got your free betting pick here from Kurt. Kurt, I know this one is one of those matchups you have to believe. What do you believe in the first game? Because it really came right down to the wire. Clippers probably should have covered in that game. 
uh, but did not. Uh, do you think maybe the Clippers had a little advantage because they didn't only have that typical one-day rest against the Suns team that had been rested maybe too much and had a little rust there? So what do you think about game two here? Yeah, I think game two, I, I was shocked to see the, the points as well. Uh, six points, I think that was, that was uh, that might be a little bit of an overreaction just because of the great game that Devin yeah. Booker had. You know, but coming back to this Clipper team, what they've done without Kawhi has been, you know, unbelievable. Taking care of the Jazz, two straight games to uh, knock, them out, knock them out of the playoffs, but also scoring a lot of points too. You see they put up 131 against, uh, against Utah, which really surprised me because I had the under in that game figuring that you know, you're not going to have Kawhi and there's probably not going to be uh, an offensive scoring punch, but you have guys stepping up, you know, man stepped up. You have uh, Batum. Batum didn't show up the first game, and that's that's kind of like my my X factor in this when you're looking at these two teams. Where are you going to get the scoring from? Reggie Jackson is is, is, is playing out of his mind right now, uh, and, and that's good for this uh, Clipper team. But I think uh, Nicholas Batum will will give them uh, a few more points this game. I think you'll, you'll get a great effort from uh, Paul George and yeah, six points is just too much. I would even sprinkle the money line on this one just because in this uh, playoffs, the Clippers have found a way to fall behind in every series, but uh, turn it on when, when they need to. So uh, yeah, I think the six points with the Clippers should be a good play here. Well, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, maybe the Clippers have been down 0-2 in the first two rounds. So it would be surprising if they lose this game and make it three straight series where they're down 0-2. And, you know, right. maybe they can, maybe they can't come back. But I think the big thing with the Clippers is can they get another third scorer? Um, like you said, yes. maybe it's Batum, maybe it's Mann again. You know, who knows? They have a lot of scoring on the bench. Um, and it's just like, you know, plug and play. Even Rondo, you got a veteran on the bench there. So they're going right. to need a third scorer because uh, Jackson, like you said, has been playing awesome. Of course, Paul George, I don't want to jinx it, but he is kind of – definitely redeemed himself after last year's struggles in the bubble. So Kurt says, take the Clippers plus the six points. I'm going to have one of my best bets on a total play for tonight. Of course, you can get that over at Picks and Parlays. And you can get all of Kurt's plays or any of our other Picks and Parlays experts every day over at Picks and Parlays 